Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John JJ Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar DeJesus. And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. This week, we're talking about your company's policies when it comes to vacation and your work phone policy. We'll do a deep dive into the importance of setting those up properly so it allows you to succeed. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk and we ain't talking about netting and jetting and splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends in the training industry. In the, see, I told you I was going to screw up that intro in the, in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, and PoolInvoice.com. We want to thank them for their continued support. Zach, good morning. Good morning, Pool Nation. You kind of rushed us right into this, Edgar. It's like, it's 11, it's go time. So jump right in. Um, I'm still trying to wake up and kick it into gear. And I, I have to ask, John, what do you think of Edgar's new filter? What is that, like black and white or grayscale? I wanted, what year is that camera made? Here we go. <laughs> exactly right. So for everybody listening, we're just trying to figure out why. You know, Edgar, if you've met him, or I mean, you guys listen to him on the podcast, and those of you that have actually met him in person know that he is a very colorful, very outgoing, very live individual. Yet the camera that you're using is goes against everything we believe and know of you because it's like I feel like I'm watching a 1950s sitcom or something like that. You know, you're just straight up just monotone and blurred out and what's funny is you know once you tell edgar something like that he starts to freak out a little bit so pre-podcast he's sitting here running around turning on lights changing this up over putting shirts over lights filtering doing this doing that trying to figure out what he's doing i think i even saw leanne come in and try to put some blush on your uh on your cheeks too to give you some color but it's still not working, brother. It's like a purplish, grayish, darkish color. We got to figure it out. It almost looks like a dead person color, huh? Yeah. I think you need the flawless skincare regimen. I, I yeah, think so. I think that'll I, I think that'll help you. I didn't do that one today, so. Yeah. So, and I like, I like what Zach did right there because he's like, you know, this good morning. We're trying to figure this out, so I'm just going to kind of move it towards Edgar. Yep. And John right there. That was really smooth transition yeah, there. You it, know, this is what two look that. two weeks in a row. Last week was the cupcaking, right? <laughs> that came out of nowhere. And it was good, right? It that was, was good. Stuff. It was good. That I was, was taking stuff. notes when I was like, what? I had to go back and like listen to it and read. I was like, damn, Zach. And John, then and then man. today the transition is like, wow, Zach, you're growing, brother. 
I'm learning. Yeah, John Leanne listened to that and said, hey, did you happen to thank me at the awards? And did you at least thank me on the podcast like, oh, afterwards? Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, freaking Zach, damn right. it. <sighs> so freaking Zach got me in trouble mm-hmm. last week. So anyway. Step your game good up. Good morning, John. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. As you can see, it's Christmas. And now I have two stockings behind me. I don't know. What did we do last time? We did a video and I had, oh, it was an Instagram live and I had one of them, right? Now all of a sudden now I have two. It was a beautiful night last night. Actually, it was unexpected. And I never know when it's really going to happen. But I get home. It was actually a pretty easy day. Rained a little bit, but pools were in great shape. So we got home a little bit early and mama came home from storage. And all of a sudden, she's like moving a little table in the living room. And I'm just kind of sitting there, just kind of keeping my eyes open, trying to figure out what's going on. I'm watching TV, doing what I'm doing. And then here comes the Christmas tree. You know, I go out and have a cigarette and I come back in and they're putting up the Christmas tree and all the kids are there putting up the ornaments and kind of doing everything. And I'm like, holy shit, it's Christmas already, right? We're two weeks away. So it's a really cool time. Mama loves Christmas. Obviously, the kids and family do. And I enjoy it because, you know, as you get older, it's definitely not about us anymore. And it's about the joy of their excitement and them going through. And we have our little routine and we have the in-laws come over and, you know, and it's awesome. It's an awesome month and we're really looking forward to it. And I think today is a great topic for us to talk about because I think it goes hand in hand with some of the pleasures in life that we have that sometimes we take a little bit for granted not because we don't think they're important, but sometimes we just get our priorities mixed up a little bit and don't realize the consequences. Pretty excited to talk about this one. And I think it's going to be a little bit of a reality check, not just for everybody that's listening, but also for myself. I use this because I'll get into it, but I'm still trying to overcome this issue. And I don't think anybody's really perfect at it. I'd like to be one day in a position where I could completely disconnect and and not have to worry about work and the reality, but it's a journey and I'm on it with everybody else that's listening because I think it's an important one. Agreed 100% and I'll share some things too today because John was the one that was kind of like, hey, here's the topic that I think we need to talk about and he sent me some notes and we talked over the phone and kind of creating the script and even through that, uh, John, I did some things. So I'll talk about them in a little bit here, how e- even now the podcast that we do for ourselves, it also impacts us to be better in certain places. So we'll talk about those. So guys, this week's shout out goes to Jake, the pool boy and his daughter, Charlie. It was her birthday yesterday. So a big happy birthday to Charlie out there and a big shout out to you guys. And thanks for being followers. I do have to say that next week I am looking forward to our podcast. Next week, we are doing a podcast with the crew from the Splash Podcast, and they are out of Australia. They do a podcast out there. Zach and I jumped in and talked to them. And first of all, they're a hoot. And then second of all, John, it's going to be very difficult because with that accent and then Luke, which is the one that is going to come on, he totally has like a radio voice. So I think we're going to be completely distracted with the whole proper radio voice and all that kind of stuff. So I was kind of listening to some of their podcasts. He even records the the commercial. And man, they sound like super professional. They like a voiceover oh, person. Shit. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, man. So I think we're going to put them on the spot and we're going to give them to read some of our sponsor stuff. Kind of throw them on. 
Yeah, you need to get on that, Edgar. And you need to read all those, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, you you that, need that to I use your radio them? voice. I'm going to give them to you to read. All those. Oh, uh, far from. Look, I'm just, I don't have you know, a radio I'm excited voice. for this podcast, has it. but I hope the guys are ready because they haven't had a chance to meet me yet and they're going to meet me for the first time on the podcast and I hopefully they're not going to regret their decision to, to jump on with us, so. They're a hoot, guys. I'm really excited, and I'm really excited that they reached out. I mean, think about it. They kind of heard about us all the way from Australia, and they reached out, and they're like, hey, let's connect. And there's a big time difference. So I want everybody, this week, we'll put out what time we're going to do the podcast, because I think there's like a 15-hour difference. It might not be in our normal time slot in the morning, but we'll send out the email, and we'll do all that kind of fun stuff. So you watch, guys. We'll post it on Facebook. We'll, watch, we'll post it on Instagram. I can tell you this, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a great time. So this week, guys, I want to talk about taking time off and vacation time. And we want to talk about some of your policies with regards to your phone and making sure that you're turning off your phone and really kind of talk about those policies for those of you that have them in place, but those of you that don't to kind of really look at putting some of these policies into place. So this topic that you brought up, John, and I think it's a great topic and the timing is just impeccable. Even yesterday, as I was working on the script and kind of looking at the notes that you had given me and got me thinking of how crazy it's been like the last at least four months. I really haven't spent a lot of time one-on-one with Leanne like we normally do. So I'm kind of putting the script together. I'm doing all that. And there's a couple of points that we're going to talk about. And one of them in there is about family. And it just kind of made me stop and really think right there about that. So as soon as I picked up the kids from school, I told them, all right, you guys are ordering Uber Eats. You guys are going to stay at home. I'm going to take Leanne out to dinner. We're going to go on one-on-one. So, you know, I came down and Leanne was in the office and I'm like, babe, I'm going to take you out to dinner. You ready for a dinner date? And she's like, what? And she's like, yeah. And I go, what do you want to eat? And she's like, well, whatever you want. I'm like, tonight's about you. You pick what we're going to eat and that's where we're going. She goes, well, what about sushi? Done. You know, we got in the car, headed out. You know, we had to wait for like 20 minutes in the restaurant. And I was like, don't worry about it. Let's just come out. Let's just unwind, spend some of that time together because I really have been consumed a lot lately. So I need to say thank you, John, because if you wouldn't have come up with this topic and we wouldn't have broken down all those points, I probably wouldn't have taken her. And so, you know, guys, we all learn from these podcasts and I think that's the beauty of it. You know, studies have shown that taking time away from your job can have a physical and mental benefit to it. Think about it when you take some of that time off and you take a vacation, you know, you're going to have less stress, a better outlook on life and on the business. And you're going to be motivated to get back into your business and motivated to work on your business and your business goals. And it's been proven that you even have less risk of heart disease. One of the common reasons that people feel stress is because they don't take that time off and they don't disconnect. Just like John was saying at the beginning, you you don't have that full disconnect. So your brain does not allow you to be fresh And really, it kind of gets to the point where it causes that burnout. And I'm going to admit, I'm a little bit of a workaholic at times, but I've learned over the years that I have to disconnect. And when you disconnect, it can't be just a partial disconnect. There comes times where you just need to completely unplug and have nothing to do with your business and the work. And that's something that's not just for us, but it's also, like you're saying, John, for your families. 
you know, the three or four months leading up to the awards, I was working seven days a week. I was up until all times at night. And not only does it take a toll on the energy for what I need to do, there's other things that we need to do, the podcast, Instagram lives, the projects that we're working on, and it takes the energy out of those too. So then what you're doing is you're kind of putting out a subpar work and a subpar products for what it is that we're trying to do. It takes a toll on that energy and you really have to get to the point where you just have to draw the line and you have to disconnect. And I am a firm believer when you run a business, you need to take that time off and you need to completely, yeah, it's completely something that disconnect. Most of us business owners don't put enough importance on. And for a long time, I only had two modes. I was either on or off. And what I mean by that is that I was either in full like work or growth mode and that was my on mode or I would switch it off and it was like I was trying to shut it down, but it, it wasn't working because it what it actually did was made me feel like I wasn't moving things forward with the business, which in turn caused me to feel stressed out, which then didn't allow me to enjoy any of my time off. Now, I imagine there's a lot of people that are out there listening that kind of go through that same situation. So what that did was prevent me from truly enjoying my time off uh, for any holiday or enjoy like a trip out of town or enjoy time with my family. And I felt like whatever momentum we had at that time would be lost if I wasn't constantly working or pushing the business forward. So fast forward to today, and I've learned to turn it off at night, right? Once work closes and all of the team is gone for the day, I'm now capable of going home and being off of work. And to be clear, there's still many nights that I need to work or there's things that need to be done. And I might be posted up on, you know, the couch with my laptop watching TV. You know, for example, we're doing annual reviews. So I've had to spend several nights working on my computer, but it's different now. Uh, it's not the late nights staying up till midnight, crunching on some project that doesn't really matter or require those late hours. I don't know how many times, you know, throughout my career, I spent late nights, you know, midnight, one, two, working on something. It didn't matter, right? Like that wasn't going to change anything or have an immediate effect. So, you know, it's just, it's something that we really need to look at and think about. And outside of that time off for us business owners, we need to keep in mind that our team needs time off as well. And the last thing I want is anyone to burn out and then hate their job and despise working here with us and then just end in a bad relationship. So as we grow, we're constantly analyzing like our paid time off programs and making sure that we're being fair to the people that work with us so that they have opportunities to take time off as needed and be able to clear their heads and recharge their batteries. Did you see what happened? <laughs> did, did you catch that, Zach? So for everybody listening and not watching, so we have the video, obviously, and here we are sitting, and then all of a sudden, into the screen comes these two hands. <laughs> it's with, uh, leather. Is that a leather kind of hand that you got on there, John? <laughs> it's, it's, it's creeping me out a little bit too, right? It's like, it's a little creepy because it's leather, but all you see is these female hands come into the picture, hat go on John, it seems like it's leather, and then the front of it, Zach, is that, it, that looks more like feathers than yeah. it does like cotton to the front of it. I believe that belongs to a different costume, but it was close enough. <laughs> and then all you see on the screen is a big oh, female hand with a thumbs up, kind of giving Zach. it a thumbs up in there. So, <laughs> so that I think that I don't know. That looks more like a chicken costume, like the red yeah, part of the chicken. 
<laughs> Look at the sheen on that, though, right? You can see it. Look at it. Oh, man. I'm wearing It looks them. like it needs a, no, a pair of red matching boots. <laughs> Look, so uh, I'm sorry, Zach, but hey, I got to tell you, I don't know if you like zoned out and didn't see what happened, but you were like in the zone and you were doing your thing and you didn't skip a beat. So oh, hey, let me just say this. I agree with you, Zach, 100%, like a thousand percent. And I was thinking about, you know, I put some thought into it after we talked about, you know, what we're going to talk about today and. And then I go, well, look, here we go. And I did a little bit of a, some self-reflection. And uh, you, know the, you know the saying, right? Do as I say, not as I do, right? You've heard that from a lot of people. And I guess I am a prime example of that hypocrisy. I am probably the poster child sometimes when it comes down to you know advice. But I'm happy to say each year that goes by, I'm getting just a little bit better and better at it. Because I know how important it is to take time off, but I also know how hard it is as a business owner, an entrepreneur, to do that, especially when you're entre- entre- ent- entrepreneur. It's, it's, it's entrepreneur. entrepreneur. I think it's how you say it. Entrepreneur. <laughs> Isn't that right, Zach Pooh Boy? <laughs> oh, it's terrible. This is going to be terrible here. Yes. Yeah, Boy, today's pick on Edgar so, Day. I'm gray. Look, I'm looking I get like it. I'm dead. The fear of losing an account yeah. is real, but I promise you're making it out worse than it really is. Remember that we're working for people. They expect and appreciate time off from their jobs. Why are we any different? You know, the truth is, if you do get a complainer, that's a good thing. And why? Why? Well, you don't need those types of clients. You don't need that toxic relationship. You don't want those types of clients in your, you know, that you work for. Those are the types of people that don't respect you and respect your family, don't respect what, you know, your time. Those are the types of people that you don't want to work for. And when you first start off, every single client you have, I know, I know it's tough. You know, I do, because that's how it was when we first started. And the last thing you wanted to do was to lose somebody or disappoint them. But I promise you, when you set the bad tone or when you set an expectation like that, people tend to expect it. It's harder to change these things down the road than it is to start off with clear-cut boundaries. So we're going to get a little bit more into it in the podcast as far as specifics and what we need to do. But as far as taking time off, that is something that everybody needs to do. And it's a bad precedent to set if, you know, you work seven days a week after hours and you don't, you don't take the time to sit back and appreciate why you're doing these things. So, I was fortunate when I bought my route, the guy had the four weeks built in. So that part of it, I was very fortunate because he already had it. He already had his customers trained. So I was able to kind of transition to those and I just kind of stuck with that. But, you know, the first couple of years, I remember going, okay, well, even though it's vacation, I'm going to go out and do filters, right? I'm going to just go crank out as many filters as I can, or I'm going to kind of go try to do this, or I'm going to go try to do that. And when you take just one or two days off, instead of being able to just disconnect and say, no. The feeling is huge because after a week of, it always takes you a day or two to fully kind of disconnect. I don't know if you guys go on vacation too, before your shoulders kind of drop and you're relaxed and you can kind of enjoy. So when you just take two days off, you're really not getting that disconnect. 
you know, a couple of years into it, I was like, you know what? No, I'm just going to be closed and that's it. And I'm not going to do anything. And like John was saying, I did have a customer or two that complained, but then those were the ones that I was like, look, they're not going to appreciate my work. They're going to have an expectation that I'm going to work 365 days a year. Do I want those customers? And then, you know, it got to the point where it was like, no. And then my customers, the newer ones that I was picking up, they were trained and they knew, oh, week of Thanksgiving, week of Christmas, week of spring break, Edgar's not here, period. It's really important for you to think about that. And I know that when you're starting a business, you're excited, right? You're like, oh, it's my business and I'm going to work on it and I'm going to do all that. But what you set up from the beginning is what you have down the road. And that's where you have to be really careful. Let me ask you this. When you guys started, did you always take time off? If no, at what point did you decide to take that time off and decide that it was a must? So first, before I get into that, if you guys see me moving around a ton, it's because I'm trying to get heat in my body because I don't know what they have going on out there, but they have the AC on like full blast she and it's the freezing in here. So I apologize. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. You hear my teeth chattering. I'm sorry. No, but seriously, in the beginning, we never took time off. You know, once a year, I would journey back to my hometown for Christmas, but that was about it. And we worked seven days a week for a long time. And the thing was, and I've mentioned it before, is that we were doing repair work only and subcontracting for the home warranty companies. So we had the freedom to plan our schedule however we wanted. And at that point in my life, I wasn't a morning person. So we would have no problem staying up super late and working late and then kind of sleeping in and then getting up and going to work. So working weekends wasn't exactly a big deal at that time. And we were younger. We didn't have families. And, you know, there were some nights we would be out there working at eight to 10 o'clock at night with lights in the backyard and then we'd go home and I'd have to do all the paperwork to get ready for the next day. And everything was done on paper at that point. Every job was like handwritten in some template paper that we had made but as we started families and having kids that all started to shift we were still working all the time and there's been a ton of sacrificed family time on our part but it's kind of like when we started having that family life that that started a transition and it wasn't until about two years ago that i really started taking more time off and it's never been for like a vacation if that makes sense it's always been for a purpose, like the pool show or to take the, the kids to see some family. Leslie and I have never just gone on a vacation. We've never just like packed up and went to Hawaii for a week or anything. We didn't even have a honeymoon. And hopefully someday we'll be able to kind of make up for that. Really, the thing that is making it easier and easier to take some time off now is the team here. And we've worked really hard to put people in place to take on different responsibilities. There are people that do those things much better than I ever could. And it's awesome to see it all start coming together. But now that's kind of giving us the freedom to be able to step away from the business and not have to worry about the business. So what about you, John? Did you guys take time off when you started or did, when did you decide that taking time off was going to be an important thing that you needed so, to do? I've always been a workaholic, just like all of us. You know, I think it's hard to find well, I'm not going to say that either, but usually the ones that work the hardest tend to be the most successful. I mean, it's just a fact of life. We talk about this when it comes down to being a small business owner. It takes a different type of breed of person and you need to be able to, I mean, it's just a different type of breed of person and you have to be very hungry. You got to work very hard. And But sometimes we confuse with 
you know, working really hard with having to work all the time. And I fell victim to that, and I've always fallen victim to that, and I've been in trouble from that in my past life also. I was lucky enough when we first started that I established the four-week rule with our company because we always had a terms of service that we, and it's been like a living and breathing document. And as we learned and as we grew, it changed accordingly based off experiences and understanding of how things work. But one of the things that were in there was the four-week rule where, hey, we only bill 48 weeks out of the month, I mean, out of the year. There's 52 weeks in the year. Those four weeks we use for sick time, vacation, personal time, training, blah, 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 blah. So we've always had that established and customers have always been aware of that. And we highlight it. We make it in bold. We make it bigger than anything else. And then we put it in a different color so that it's clear as day. When they read that, there's no... They understand and they've seen it and they can't say that they didn't know about it. Did we utilize that? Absolutely not. First couple of years, shit, we took no vacation. You know, I remember on Thanksgiving Day, I would go out and back when I first started in the mornings or Christmas Eve, I was out working. New Year's Day, I'm working and it's my wife's birthday. You know, New Year's Eve, our anniversary, I'm out there working. I just didn't know any better, I guess, or I thought that I needed to continue to do that, especially in the infancy stages of my business, that I needed to put in that maximum effort, right? Like Deadpool, maximum effort all the time in everything you do, go big or go home. But I confuse that, and I think a lot of us fall victim to that. We confuse working hard with working all the time, and that is not necessary. And I think when we make that mistake is when we fall into this pitfall that we all fall into. We gradually started taking time off. I cannot remember still since we've started cleaning pools, I've never stayed home because I was sick. You know, I'm lucky and blessed where I don't get sick very often. I think the last time I got sick was like six, seven years ago. But even when I'm not feeling well or I have a headache or I'm a little down or I didn't sleep well the night before or whatever, I'm working. And there's nothing that really stops us. Over the years, especially the last couple of years, I've taken more advantage of it and we've taken our time off. It's probably one of the best things we could do as a business because we sometimes just kind of forget the whole meaning behind why we do all these types of things. So I don't know if that answers the question, but we started with the plan, didn't execute on it, but slowly but surely as we grow and get older, we're doing better and better at it and we are starting to take more time off. Of course, Zach, the first vacation that John takes to disconnect, he comes out and does right? a show with us. <laughs> right. So that, I don't think that really What's counts crazy as vacation, is how you're does like, it? That's a vacation, <laughs> and it was very work-related. That's yeah, the truth. Imagine right? a no real shit. vacation, John. <laughs> crazy, because it's true. It's like after you came to the show, and it felt like it was triple the work, right? Because you're just kind of constantly moving and doing all these things, so... Let me ask you this. So what would you say, Zach, would be the main purpose of taking time off? For me now, it's to be with my family. And as I mentioned earlier, I spent years sacrificing that time with them. So I guess now I'm trying to get a lot of that back and just be around them, even if it's just being home in the evening and being present and having those interactions. And then following that is going to be my sanity. 
the older I get, the more it takes a toll on my sanity. You know, when I was 21 out there grinding every day, like it wasn't really a big deal. But now I need to be able to just reset every once in a while and kind of clear my head and get it all out. For me, I think it's to recharge, reap the benefits of the hard work that you put in. It's to pay attention to what matters the most to you. And in my case, it's family. Too often we get caught up trying to provide and better the lives of the ones that we love that we forget to take a minute and appreciate them by spending time with them and not just providing a living, right? I grew up old school. You know, the father does this, the husband does this, the husband works, provides for his family. That's the best thing he can do, da 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 da, -da right? And that's just what was inbreded in me. It's built in me. It's my blood, right? We're very old school. But as I get older, I start, and I think it kind of, it hits home and I get a little emotional about it, but I won't show it because I'm good at not showing my emotion. I have four kids. I love them all to death. I love them more than life itself, right? No, my whole purpose is my children and my wife. What's, and it was funny, I'm on a phone call with one of my friends yesterday and he's sitting there. Holy shit, I'm getting emotional, which is kind of crazy, right? So, look. <laughs> He's sitting there. He has two beautiful... He has, well, he has, he has his kids. I'm not going to name who it is, but he has kids. And he's picking them up from school, and I can hear the baby talk, right? Daddy, I love you so much. I love you more than life. And, you know, just like the little talk. And I have four kids, and they're all... They're getting grown now, right? And they're all getting teenagers. And I almost... I miss that, right? And I know that... I didn't have as much father-son, father-daughter time that I should have. Not because I'm a deadbeat or I haven't been around, but all Daddy does is work. And he's done that in this life and done that in his prior life, at his other career. And when you get older, you start to appreciate what you missed out on, right? And there's a lot of things in my children's lives that I wish I was more a part of, but I was too busy trying to give them the opportunity to be able to have those things. And it's a two-way street, right? And you're kind of screwed if you do, screwed if you don't, because, you know, we all want to be able to give what you didn't have when you grew up. You know, I wasn't rich when I grew up. I'm not saying that I'm rich now, but we live a comfortable life. And I know it's because of the hard work that we put in and that I've done to be able to provide that for them, but at what cost? And at what point... Does money or does family, you know, it's a very difficult subject. I don't want to come off sounding like I'm a deadbeat dad. I'm not. But there haven't been as many play catch with my children as I've wanted to or go out to the park and do this with them or go on bicycle rides and hikes and shit like that. Daddy's always working or daddy's always doing something else. To me, as I get older, I attach a much higher value to that. And I want to be able to spend more time with them. And I know in order to do that, I just have to do it. And that's it. So I'm going to jump in too, because I'm right there with you. We spend so much time working and trying to provide. And, you know, this is a very cost heavy life that we're in. Everything has an extreme cost. And I'm at that point in my life where I'm starting to kind of switch my thinking. It's like, I'm working so we can go to the zoo or we can go to the aquarium or we can do that and pay for parking and pay for the $7 burger and all that. But like you were just saying, it's like trying to find those opportunities to just enjoy the park or 
pass the ball or, or whatever. But I mean, there's so many opportunities out there that don't cost. So it's finding that time and then being able to maximize on that time. For sure. Yeah, those are definitely, definitely important things to do. All right, guys, let's do this. Let's take a quick word from our sponsors. When we come back, we're going to jump into our next topic. The SPPA is dedicated to the niche general liability insurance needs of pool and spa professionals. As industry leaders, we'll fight for you, protect you, and be there for you. We provide extraordinary service before and after the membership and insurance is in effect. Insured members of the program get the best customer support and have peace of mind that their alliance is their voice and always fighting for their program and insurance needs. We proudly insure thousands of pool and spa professionals across the United States. With over 30 years encompassing the pool and spa industry, we know the needs of pool and spa professionals. Through the SPPA program, there are three tailored and customized general liability insurance options to pick from. For more information on our programs and insurance options, visit our site at www.thesppa.com. The sound of you continually pitching pool care poles into the trash. The sound of you using an Ultimate Pool Tools carbon fiber pool care pole for years to come. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pull Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking to Zach. We're talking to John. We're talking today about the importance of taking time off, setting up those policies for your company so that you can be successful. And we will talk soon about six or seven different points of why it's been proven to be important to take that time off. I wanted to talk really quick on the next step, guys. And we've talked a little bit about you know the vacation time and taking time off. But I think something that kind of goes hand in hand with that is you know, turning off your phone after hours or having a policy for those, if, how you handle the phones. Let me start with you, Zach. What do, what do you think about turning off your phone after hours? I mean, in my opinion, it's absolutely a must. And I mean, even if you still want to put more hours in working on the business, and the keyword is on the business there, you can be more productive if you close the business to customers for the day. And I spent many years feeling like I had to keep checking emails and texts or answering customer calls or returning their voicemails after hours. And I felt like I was either going to miss an opportunity. You know, John kind of touched on that earlier. It's like I felt like I was going to miss this opportunity or that there was going to be this big problem that I had to be ready to handle immediately. And the truth is that there's never been something after hours that couldn't wait until the following business day. And today... 
you know, 99.9% of the customer calls, they go to the office. So once we close at 4 p.m., that voicemail catches everything after hours. And then if a call slips through to my phone, like a customer saved my number or something, they get a voicemail that says, please do not leave me a message. Please call our office so that we can better serve you. Now, how nervous were you at the beginning when you made that transition? Because obviously at the beginning you were go, go, go. You take everything. You're on the phone all the time. So how scary was that transition to just kind of go, no, now I'm going to stop? I I don't think it was scary because it took years. It wasn't like a switch, really. It was like really just easing into that for over the course of the year. And I mean, as you know, Never even really a thing of like, I'm not going to accept calls. I wish I would have done this, but it wasn't really a thing of like, I'm not going to accept calls after 5 p.m. It just started as kind of, I don't know how to explain it, just transition that way. We started putting more things in place. And then eventually one day I woke up and this is how it is. And it's beautiful. That's great. Guys, before we continue here, I want to give a couple of shout outs because I have on my screen over here, I made the mistake to turn off my Facebook on my phone. So now I can't see the stream on there. I have to watch it on my screen. So the comments are all the way to the far right. But I want to give a couple shout outs out there to Janie, Jay Brakefield and Sonata Pools, Kelly Clancy. I want to give a shout out to Robert for being on there. Ed Morrison, big shout out to all you guys for jumping on the live and chatting over here. And John, you did get somebody over here that says that you are a great father. So you kind of have that support. You are a great guy, John. So um, so anyways, you got you got nothing but love over here in the comments. Uh, don't make me get emotional on video. That yeah, don't n- make to me not emotional. make you. OK, so yeah. just don't talk it, about it. It goes against to, so, persona, right? I'll tell you what I'll make you. I'll tell you what I'll make you a deal okay. right now. Zach and I will stop talking about it if you just tell us right now, Edgar and Zach, I, I love, love you guys. guys. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> we love you too. <laughs> we love you too, John. <laughs> There's a there Pool Nation <laughs> bromance for you, buddy. So, John, what's your thoughts on, you know, after hours phones and weekends and stuff like that? Oh, this is a good one, right? And honestly, I think we all should do it. Do I? Not exactly, right? And here we go again with that whole do as I say, not as I do. I built my business around communication, trust, quality, and dependability. I charge well above market average, and being available to my clients is something they absolutely love about us. There's a fine line, though, and I do my best to try to define that line to my customers. And I find that the easiest way over time, right, is to charge, right? The worst thing you can do is start to answer calls on a weekend or after hours or make additional visits without associating a cost to them, right? People don't respect what's free. Listen to this. People do not respect what's free. They take it for granted and they consider it a right and not a privilege. Let's take anything in life. As value increases, so does the respect for it. And the thought that went into deciding whether to purchase it also increases. More importantly, once you purchase it, based on the value, you tend to take care of it better and definitely avoid wasting it. So think about that. If you set those boundaries with customers and you give them the opportunity to decide whether or not it's worth that phone call, right? Things start to change. I mean, the same goes for us. Let's increase the thought process of the customer before they decide to call us out. How important is it to them? 
I bet that cleaner that stopped moving can wait till next visit and doesn't call me, right, to come out after hours to fix it. But hey, if it's worth $125 to them, then deal. Let's do this. You know, when we first started, we had a hard time navigating that. But as we grew and as we became more confident, and I think it all really falls back to confidence in yourself, your abilities, the value that you provide to them. Once you start to become more confident in who you are and what your company is and what you, the service you provide, it becomes easier to demand this respect or to attach a price tag to it. If you are in constant fear that you're going to lose something, you always tend to be the loser in that, in that negotiation. If you're not holding all the cards and you feel that they are holding all the cards, you tend to give more so that you can keep it. It's just it's human nature. That's just how it works. Once you become confident in who you are and what you do and what you provide, then the, the ball is in your court. And it's not becoming arrogant or cocky, but it's just knowing your value. And we talk about this in everything and everything we do. If you know your value and what's important to you and you're in demand and somebody needs it, then it's okay to charge for it. And customers will respect that. You know, your time is money. Again, this is something that evolves over time. And it's not very easy to do it at the beginning because you have to get over yourself first. You have to get over that lack of confidence. And when you're first starting in this business, that is your biggest fear is not knowing what you're doing or not being able to fix something or do something or losing that client. And you almost create or get an inner peace with yourself. And like what Zach said, and it would ring so true when he said that it wasn't hard because it wasn't just a switch that he flipped. It just became like, hey, look, you know, you got to switch into the mentality. If you're providing a great service to a customer and you're doing a great job that they need you, you don't need them. Right. And it's the truth. So you and they have a choice. They can choose you or go with another company and you have a choice. You don't have to work for them. You don't have to do that. That is the beauty of being a business owner. That is the beauty of free will. You can choose who and what you associate yourself with and who you want to do business with. And once you get that inner peace, it is beautiful. And what's funny is, look, we just barely started to get that peace. And even though, you know, we've been doing this for a while now. And, you know, just recently, like, you know, last Tuesday, we didn't do shit. We had a lot of shit to do. But, hey, that light in a spa at a home that didn't need to be replaced or that needs to be replaced doesn't really need to. It's not that pressing right now. If that means I can take the day and spend that day with my beautiful wife or just relax or do whatever the hell she wants to do, to me, that meant so much more. Two years ago, oh, hell no. You know, I'd be right on that. It's all about prioritizing and, you know, with the last point I want to make on the phone thing and correct me if I'm wrong here, Zach, or if it's not really the case, but, and you too, Edgar, when you were running your thing, cause you had quite the operation too. When you take on a client or based on the type of business you are, and we talk about branding, what kind of brand are you as a business? A lot of times clients understand, or they know that you're a one polar and it's only you and you're not a company or a corporation, you're not a big entity, they exploit that and they take advantage of that because they know it's just you. And they don't 
respect you or look at you like, you know, the kiosk in the mall or the kiosk at the street fair or whatever, that small business owner, right? And they did something for them or whatever compared to like a Best Buy or a Target or a Kmart, a big corporation. If you call Target at or Best Buy at 11 o'clock at night and they don't answer their phone or you text them and you don't get a respond back or some whatever or an email, you are trained and understand that, hey, oh, it's the weekend or, oh, it's after hours. These people aren't going to get a hold. There's no way I can get a hold of them. That's the business. You know, 5 p.m., they're off, they're off. But, hey, I know that Joe or John or Janie or, or Jeanette or whatever, somebody, you know, that doesn't have that type of structure, that they're out and about. And I can exploit that after hours that, hey, you know, I can call them or I, they should get back to me. Because, you know, they don't have business hours or a so-called office and employees, etc. It's a little harder for the one polar to make that jump. But I think it all comes down to just setting expectations. So what do you think about that, Zach? You think I'm wrong or off? I think 100%. And I've never even considered it like that. And it ties into everything that we talk about here. Because one of my goals has been, it's almost like, I don't want to say fake it till you make it, but it's almost... Perception is reality. Edgar says that a lot. And that is something that when we started changing that perception in people's eyes to we're an actual company, we are a business. It's not just Zach and Justin out there. Call Justin, call Zach, it's call the pool boys. That's when a lot of that started to line up. And that's where we get into the preaching, your professionalism, your image, your brand messaging, all of that. It all ties together. And it's funny because I talk to people and they think we're like the biggest thing on the planet. We're not like super huge operation, but we operate similar to one. And like you said, people call after four. They're not leaving an angry message. Oh, you need to call me back in 30 minutes and blah, blah, blah. It's just like, all right, give me a call when you can. So I think you're 100% accurate in that. I want to add one more thing as far as phone calls. Try this because it's easier to transition into it. If you are the guy or girl that does answer the phone call or customers call at all sorts of hours, you know, on the weekend or after hours, set boundaries and tell them, hey, look, you know, if you're calling me after hours or if you're, you need to get in contact with us or you think you need to get in contact with us, send a text message. And I've gotten to the point where it's really good where I don't receive phone calls. If I get a phone call, I know something's wrong and they understand like, okay, something happened. And it's usually an Airbnb. We take care of a lot of Airbnbs, right? And it's always the end of the friggin' world when something, they can't get the light to turn on or whatever, right? You know, they're out there partying and shit, the lights are, are out of sequence or they're not synced or whatever, you know? But tell them to send you a text message. And then what I do is I filter them and I look at them. And when they're bullshit, I just ignore them. I'm just like, whatever. And then I'll wait. If it's like Friday, late Friday night, that I get a message from somebody because of this or that, I won't respond until Monday. You know, Monday morning, first thing in the morning, I'll have a list of my notes and my calendar, respond to this person. I'll go back and I'll respond to them like, it's like, okay, great, I got your message. And to them, oh, okay, they get it and they understand it. But if I get a text message and say, hey, oh my God, water's flying everywhere, you know what I mean? This is, this is not, I have visibility and I know I can choose to decide and I'm here for you. And then you don't lose that personal touch. You don't lose that constant communicate or being able to get a hold of you when it's necessary. And that's how we're nav kind of navigating through that. And it's worked well for us. I'm always looking at emails. I'm always on my damn phone. I'm always checking stuff out, but 
you know, when I get messages sometimes and it's just like, all right, cool, I'm just going to blow this one off. I'm not going to answer it, you know, until then so that they understand that, hey, this is really not important. And sometimes when they say something, I'll explain it to them. I go, well, it's not very pressing or important. You know, I don't really give a shit that your light, you can't turn your light on. You call me at midnight or text me at midnight that the pool light won't turn on or that the cleaner, the biggest one is the cleaner stop moving. I don't care that the cleaner's stuck and you shouldn't care either. It's a swimming pool. And if it's important to you then, and you need me to go out there and it's whatever, then you're going to pay for it and you're going to pay heavily for it because my time is worth a lot more after hours and especially on the weekend. So, The one thing to think about, guys, is you know you could have 25 customers, 50, 100, 250 customers, whatever it is. But you know the one thing that you need to realize is that not every customer is going to be the way that you want them to be, right? And the one thing that you need to realize is that people have different personalities. So you have people that kind of come to you and are like, oh, just do your pool. It's no big deal. It's not... But then you have other people that are on top of everything. What's my chlorine at? What's my pH at? What's that? So your customers are going to fall into these different categories. And it goes to the same thing with regards to the communication, the text, the phone calls, and the vacations. And I learned over time, as I continued to get new customers, that those people that constantly complain because I was taking time off, those really weren't the type of customers that I wanted to fit into my business. So it kind of goes both ways. If you do have somebody that's telling you, well, no, now you need to give me a discount because you're taking a week off, like my pool's not being cleaned, you really need to dig down and think, if I'm taking the top 10, bottom 10, that person needs to fit into that bottom 10 because not only they might be paying okay, but they don't fall and they don't check all your other boxes as a customer. That has an effect not just on you, but as you start to have employees too, if you have these customers that are being unreasonable on your employees, you have to understand that that's going to demoralize you, but it's also going to demoralize your employee. Don't be afraid to look at your customers and kind of categorize your customers into where they need to fit. And if at the end of the day you say, hey, I'm going to be off these three weeks and they're just completely unreasonable, guess what? They're not the customer for you. Change that customer and have a customer that's going to appreciate you taking your time off and doing what you have to do. And the same thing goes with the phone calls. I do agree 100%, Zach, with you, because even with me at the beginning, it's a transition period. It's not something that you just kind of do overnight, but you eventually transition and get there. So guys, let's talk about six or seven different reasons why it's good to take time off. And I really want to focus on these on vacation because some of these are really kind of have come from studies or any of that are true specifically to the benefit of you taking some time off. And I'm going to start with number one, and that is that it reduces, you know, burnout. People take that, you know, regular time to relax and are less likely to experience burnout. You're taking that time off. You're not going to be burnt out. It's going to make you more creative and make you more productive than overworked. Think about it. How many times have you come back from taking some time off or vacation and you're like, I'm ready to go. It's like you're rested, you reset, you're ready to go. You're ready to tackle your business. You're ready to kind of get back into it. It's very important from a let me, from a burnout let me, standpoint. I'm going to interrupt. I'm going to take it a little bit further. How many times have you come back from vacation and said, shit, 
do I have to? Do I got to get back into this? Right. And I'm just so think about this. How many times you do that and you come back and you're like, oh, you're not excited to go back to work. I challenge those of you that ever feel that way to start reevaluating. And then, you know, it gives you the opportunity to see, hey, look, when we're stuck in the middle of it, if we're in the eye of the storm, we really don't really feel the, you know, they say you got a hurricane, right? In the eye of the storm, it's kind of calm and you're kind of doing your thing and you're kind of stuck. You don't really see what's going on around you and just mayhem everywhere else. Once you kind of step out and get a view, a bird's eye view of it, and see what's going on. You don't get to really appreciate things. And I hope I'm kind of getting through here and I'm just saying, hey, look, if you're that person that goes on vacation and comes back to work and say, why am I have to do this? Or God, I really don't want to go back to work. You need to take another step back and you need to evaluate what is it that you don't like about your work or what you don't like or why you feel that way. Is it because you only took that one vacation and you know you got to get back and you're not going to take a vacation again for four years? you know, and that you need to start taking more? Is it that you're just not happy with what you're doing or how it's going about it? And then figure out a way to fix those things so that you can be happy to be back at work. So I don't I just wanted to say, you know, not everybody's, it's not all sunshine and rainbow. Sometimes when you come back from vacation, it's just like, shit, man, I got to get back to work. Or because, not because you're not really enjoying what you're doing, just because it's just a bunch of chaos going on. Or there's so much, or people are lying, phone calls are lined up and you got 800 text messages and voicemails, people saying, where are you at? Or, or, you know, whatever. And you got to figure out what caused those issues that make you feel that way and address them. So that next time when you go on vacation and you come back, you, it's a smooth transition and you are recharged. Two different things, guys. If you're going on vacation and you're not wanting to come back to work and you're dreading it, you have a different issue. So, you know, we're really kind of talking about those that, you know, you're totally into what it is that you're doing. And I can speak about this one a lot because, as I mentioned earlier, we'd been working really hard with everything that we had going on. And I really felt it after the show and the awards. And I really took that week of Thanksgiving and we didn't do an Instagram live. We talked about doing a podcast and then we just went, you know what, forget it. Let's not do it. And so we unplugged for that week and it really was, you know, refreshing to then kind of come back the Monday and it took me a day or two to kind of get back into my rhythm. And I think Zach, we were kind of all in that mode where it took us a little bit to kind of find our rhythm and going, but it was refreshing. It was. And we felt good. We were like, it felt weird and it's good to get back into it. Right. You know what I mean? Because we're enjoying it and we like what we're doing. Right. So for sure. It's important to take care of yourself and take care of yourself first, right? So that you're able to focus. And then even from Zach's standpoint, he's got employees. So if he's on this burnout mode all the time, it's going to affect his employees because they're going to see it. Yeah, definitely. The second one too that we have here is increases motivation. And this, you know, you kind of touched on that and John elaborated on it. And taking some time to clear your head can help you refocus and be more productive. I think as you mature as a business owner and your business becomes more structured with the pieces in place, the thing that I experience anyways is that it allows me to become refocused on the things that really matter, like the vision and the processes and operational things, right? I'm not necessarily refocused like, I'm going to brush better this week. Or I'm going <laughs> to vacuum. I'm going to vacuum the shit out of this pool. You don't? Wait. Yeah. Shit out of this pool today. <laughs> Right. Well, and like the problem is, is that a lot of times we're working so much, we get so into the weeds that 
you know, when we take that break kind of in your hurricane analogy there, John, it, it allows you to come back with like a, f- a fresh view of things and see that bigger picture. And then as Edgar just mentioned, it's good for our team. And to give you an example of that, I just took time to go to the international pool show, as you all know. And I was having a conversation with one of my team the other night and they told me that since I have been back, it's been like, go, go, go. And we're improving this and we're changing that and so on. And they could see like this renewed fire in me. And I did, I came back refocused. I got out of the weeds, looked at the business. I didn't look at it for a week or so. And then I was able to come back and have a fresh look on it. And then additionally, there are studies out there that I've found that chronic stress can make it difficult to achieve certain tasks and also cause memory problems. So taking that time off, it just resets your brain and it can help you improve your mental health and your memory. So number three, it, you know, it'll boost your happiness, plain and simple, right? Think about when you're planning a vacation, right? Put yourself in this position, right? When you're planning a vacation and how excited you get about it, right? Before you even go on vacation, it boosts that happiness. Some people experience an elevated mood up to eight weeks before a trip. Think about that. That's two months before you're actually taking that time off and your mood is in a great place because you're anticipating something great that's happening. You're looking forward to it, right? That's like purpose. You know what's happening and you're excited about it. The bottom line is take a vacation if you can or time off. When you take time away from work and daily life, it can improve your physical and mental health, motivation, relationships, job performance, and your perspective on life. A vacation can help you feel refreshed and more prepared to handle whatever comes your way when you return. Yeah, the next one, guys, is improved family relationship. And John and I have talked about this, not just on here, but off the podcast too. And this one's a big one for me because we normally go on vacation to Puerto Rico every year. And the last couple of years, we haven't been able to because of COVID. But every time we come back from vacation and we take those two weeks and we're together for the whole two weeks, just the family, there's this big, huge family bond. It's just natural. It's like we come back, we're all kind of, to where on the day-to-day, if I was to look at it today, we kind of haven't had that vacation. We haven't had that bonding part. So everybody's just kind of in their own little world kind of thing. So when you take those vacations and you take those vacations together, it creates that bond. And especially for you, those that have kids, it'll really benefit because it gives them those memories. And my kids talk about it all the time. They talk about all of our trips that we do to Puerto Rico and spending time together and we've gone here and we've gone there. So even when they talk about it, you can see that in their energy and it creates those memories, those bonds, and it improves that family relationship. So, and it doesn't have to be this big, huge trip. Like we've done smaller trips, but those are things that they remember and it improves that family relationship. You know, when you talk about Puerto Rico, I think of, you know, for us, we made... Janie and I made a decision a couple years back that we were going to, every year, we're going to go on a family vacation a few years back. And one year we went to New York, right? Had an amazing time. The girls still talk about it to today. And then after that, we went to Tahoe. We went, took the family up to Lake Tahoe, right? And they just had an amazing time there, right? It was beautiful. And then COVID hit and it threw a wrench in everything. And for the last couple of years, we haven't done shit. And it's the truth. It's something that, you know, we need to get back on and we need to do. You know, the Texas visit was beautiful for Mama and I because we get to, you know, at least get away from 
from it and just be her and I. But family-wise, you know, time's ticking. These kids are getting older. Yep. And you're not going to have the opportunity to do this when they get older. And you might, you know, but it won't be the same. You won't get to build that lasting bond that you're kind of talking about, right? And the last thing you want to do is take anything for granted, too, because time is precious on this earth. And God knows, you know, anyone, any day can be our last. And the dynamic changes, too, yeah. John, just like you're saying. So the last vacation that we took, we took our oldest son, and he's 24 then. So then vacations for him start to change, right? Because he's in a different stage now. He kind of wants to do yep. things on his own. He went, so you kind of lose that. So And he was working, so he only had a week off. So he could only go for a week out of the two weeks. So it's like you're saying, time yep. goes on, and, and that change. dynamic change you changes into that vacation. I will tell you this. We've talked about it a little bit, but when you decide to take a vacation – and you decide, hey, I'm going to go to Puerto Rico. I'll be your guide, by the way. I'll kind of, you be your tour guide. We do some really cool stuff out there. So I was born and raised there. So when we go, we go to like all the local places. So I've taken my kids on some amazing trips that they talk about all the time. And, you know, we fly into this tiny little island. And then we, from there, we take this tiny little propeller plane. That's a 15 minute flight that hops into this smaller, even island out in the Caribbean. And then we take a boat, it's a small private boat into a small or even island, which looks like just like a Corona commercial. There's maybe two other boats there and you kind of have this whole beach to yourself and the water's crystal clear and warm. But, you know, those are the things that when you're on vacation, you got to go out and do things and build those relationships, those family, because they come back stronger and you come back stronger as a family. So John, if you want, I'll take you there. Oh, that, that, was, that was my point of that story. I'll take you be, there. Maybe that'll be our <laughs> next family trip. You know? We need to do it. And look, guys, remember this. Overworking will affect the family side. It yes. absolutely will. It will in one way or the other. And what's crazy about it is, and I guess it's not even an immediate effect, right? It's a gradual thing. And it's a built-up tension. And it's built-up emotions that you didn't quite see at the beginning, but it's just something that builds up over time. And then it, when it explodes, it explodes. And the damage is much more than you anticipated. And it's like a slow moving train wreck. It's happening from like, I'm telling you, it might be miles and miles down the road, but it's going to happen. And when it hits, it's going to hurt. So, you know, the beauty about a lot of things, when you do something wrong in life, sometimes you get instant understanding that, hey, that was wrong. Like you touch a fire, you burned yourself. You know, that's not good. I don't want to do that anymore, right? Something like this isn't so instant, right? Because one day or one hour or one missed this turns into two, turns into three, turns into four. And then it becomes kind of like you become complacent and they kind of get used to it. And then they understand or they, at first and they get it, you know, and or it doesn't really matter. But the effects over time start to compound and they turn into this beast or this monster that is like, oh, you just can't fix or change overnight. In my prior life, before I started the pool business, that's what I did. I, all I did was work. I worked 80 hours a week and I'm not bullshitting. I worked 80 hours a week. I worked seven days a week constantly. That's all I did. I'm 20 years old. In my 20s, that's all I ever did. Yes, we had money. Yes, we had toys. Yes, we had homes. Everything We had everything we needed. But when I came home, I was just exhausted. There was nothing that I did. And I thought I was doing what I was supposed to do when I was raised to do. 
and my family is crumbling without me even knowing it. And I thought that I was doing great, but you know, Janie wasn't happy. My daughter, I didn't get to see her speak. I didn't get to see her walk. Same thing with my son. You know, none of these things even mattered. You know, it's like I was a stranger to them. And, but I didn't see it at first until it almost got to the point where it was just like, hey, you know, this isn't worth it. And that's the reason why we stopped. And I took a different, I mean, I just said, hey, look, okay, I need to change something. And I did. And I stopped working for somebody else and I started working for myself. And, you know, but it was almost too late. You know, I think it's built and it's created a stronger bond amongst all of us. And, but, you know, it's just not worth it, guys. It really isn't. Life's too short, man. Our family, just remember why we're doing this. Don't lose focus of it. You know, whatever your motivations are. For, for many, it's family. You know, for some, don't have family. And it could be something else. But whatever your motivations are, don't lose focus of it. And if it's especially for family, you know, cherish every moment you have with them. Because, like I said before, you don't know if this will be the last day. And that might seem a little overdramatic, but, you know, I have nobody in my life. My father passed when I was 16 years old. My mother passed away just a few years ago. I don't have uncles, aunts. Everybody's dead. I have my sister, who I love to death, and that's all I have in family. I wish I had more family, that, but those days have gone, and I don't get to spend that time with them. And, you know, I have my children and my wife, which is my life, and I need to do a better job. And I think the reason why I'm talking so much is I'm trying to convince myself too, so I can teach <laughs> myself, right, and get it through my thick head that, hey, look, I know this is what I need to do. So it's just a cry out for help, guys. Don't lose focus on what's important in life and family is most important. So take the time off and spend it with them. Number five here is going to be greater well-being. There's tons of articles and studies out there to support that there are physical benefits that can happen as a result of taking that time off. And one article talked about a study that found that three days after vacation, people's physical complaints, um, like their quality of sleep, their mood had improved compared to before they went on the vacation. And the crazy part of it is that in that same study, those gains were still present five weeks later. And especially so in those who had more personal time and overall satisfaction during their vacation, which ties into when you're on that vacation, like go on vacation, right? Turn the calls off. Don't answer it. I know it's easy to fall in wanting to check texts or voicemails and, and, you know, kind of keep the business connected to you while you're on that vacation. And that, that's crazy to me. And I, I mean, we have to think about these things. Yeah. Hey, John. Love our listeners so much. I, I love all you guys out there. You know, I don't, I don't I, see I, our, our chats going on right now that I'm missing. So they're on the Facebook. They're on Facebook. What, somebody sent me a private text and says, that was good what John said, but it sounded more like his final thoughts, FYI. You know what's funny? <laughs> right. I, was, I, I, I shit you not. Whoever said that, you were dead on because as soon as I got done, I go, damn it, I did it again. <laughs> That was Jay. I go, damn it, I did it again. I'm sorry, guys, but uh, yeah, I know. So so should I skip your final thoughts? Because we're probably done, but I love our listeners. So, and a a big shout out out there to Ed, too, Ed Morris and Jeanette. They're out there sending us a couple messages. Shout out to you guys. Sorry, John, go ahead. No, number six um, improves mental health. 
right? Studies have found that chronic exposure to stress can alter your brain structure and bring on anxiety and depression. And that when people take time off, stress is relieved and allows the body and mind to heal in ways that under pressure cannot, you know, it's true. On the mental health, yeah. yes, absolutely. The last one, guys, it actually improves physical health. And I'm, I'm talking about physically in your body. Stress can contribute to sicknesses such as heart disease and high blood pressure. So it can literally contribute to physical health issues. And I know a lot of us are always like, oh, that won't happen to me. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm young or any of that kind of stuff. But just like John was saying with time is this really can happen to anybody under the right amount of stress. There's a lot of physical things that can happen and you can have simple thing like vertigo just from the stress and people are like, oh, that's not real. And yes, it is, you know, and so the high blood pressure too, right? And what can happen to you with high blood pressure? Uh, you can have a stroke and you can die. So those are all just straight up health facts. Guys, let's do this. Let's take a final word from our sponsors. When I come back, Zach, I will take your final thought. The Hyperpole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pull Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking to Zach. We're talking to John. We are talking of the benefits of taking vacation time, setting those up in your policies for your company. We're also talking about your policy procedures for the phone. While we were off, for those of you that were watching and you could see that, we are working on our new website. We're kind of trying to consolidate, bring everything down into one place. I was sharing with the guys the picture of us that we're going to have on there. So we're kind of making some moves. We got a lot of things going on, but we're super excited to be able to kind of take everything to the next level. We got some big announcements that will be thrown out there at the beginning of January. So stay tuned. So Zach, let me get your final thoughts. Well, I think the timing of this is perfect. Um, like you said, we're in the holiday season here and I hope that someone out there listens to this and they're able to maybe take a more meaningful holiday season, take some personal time and enjoy it just that much more. And this is something that I wish I was better at and that I'd started earlier in my life, but I guess now I'm getting older and wiser, so it's become more of a focus for me. 
And the last thing I'll say on it is, um, I know that sometimes if we're not constantly beating the drum and working to drive the business forward, it feels like the minute we let off the throttle, we're going to start rolling back down the hill, right? But we aren't talking about leaving for six months. We're talking about just taking a brief amount of time to, yeah, take a day off. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but honestly, right? And, And, you know, I think the first step, in my opinion, is to just establish a time to close the business, even if it's 6 p.m., and then you know, take Sundays off, just find some way to start working on some of that personal time and getting that into the equation. Because like I said, even if it's just closing the business off and it's something you aren't already doing, you have just added several hours a week of personal time to be able to kind of unwind a little bit each day. John, I know that you kind of threw your final thoughts, but I I know you're really good at this. I'll let you say your last couple of final words there. No, 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 I thought I was going to get away with it. So. <laughs> now, look, what an emo- look, what a roller coaster this podcast has been, especially for me. So, I love talking about you know business and stuff like that. I'm not quite as it's not as easy to talk about things that really affect you, right? And the demons and the shit that you battle. And I tend to over, I get deep right in the shit sometimes. And I could take a simple subject like. Take your vacation, right? You know what I mean? Or here, da, da, da. Make sure you do this, isn't that? And to turning it into like morbid. And I hope nobody wants to kind of get it that way. Like, oh my God, life's at the end. You don't know if you're going to walk out the door and have a heart attack and pass out and die, right? Or better take it right now. Your kids aren't going to love you. They're going to grow up and they're not going to know who you are as a father, right? And I think messages like that can all kind of, out of what I've kind of talked about in this podcast, some people can look at it that way. Some people can't. Or maybe I'm overthinking this one too. But the truth is, this is really important. And for me, it's a touchy subject because family is everything. And I know that is the motivator. And it is for most of us that are listening uh, to this podcast. And let's not lose sight and focus of it. And the more time we can spend to cherish with them, the better our lives will be and the happier our lives will be. Because family is everything. So that's my final thought. And what Zach said was kind of true, right? It's not like we're taking six months off, right? Or a month off work, dude. We're talking about taking a damn day off once in a while or having a Sunday to spend with your peeps. It's not really that big of a deal. And if you look at it that way and you have that outlook, you know, I think that's kind of changed it for me too. I think you moved me right there, Zach. It's true. Damn it. It's okay to take a damn day off once in a while and to not be not expect to be bugged about it. So this has been absolutely breathtaking this podcast especially for me it's helped grow me now to become hopefully a better person a better father and better business owner all right we got to hurry up because i gotta get to work and just to remind everybody what i did here was i sent a message to my daughter which came to college and my wife and i did the same thing i'm like let's go spend some time let's go have some lunch all three of us so that's what I'm going to do after the podcast. Zach, John, I want to thank you for your time as usual. I know, John, you got a busy day. See, you were already kind of pushing, going, you're stretching it, dude. Like, come yeah, on, man. To work I now, can't right? take this time off if I want to take the other time off. <laughs> so anyways, I hope everybody has a great weekend. We'll see you on the other side. We'll catch you on Wednesday on the Instagram Live. Have a great one, guys. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. 
You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for, PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry, a pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com.